Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. This is John Lenning. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you're going to learn about just an incredible company called Plain Products. And on the podcast today is my new friend, Lindsay McCoy. Lindsay, it is so great having you on the podcast Thanks, Justin. I love making new friends. I'm so excited. It's great to have new friends. I am so excited about you and your company that you co-founded, what, two years ago now. Plain Products, amazing um, business. And what you guys are doing around this whole recycling and plastic space is something I can't wait to dive into. Um, And it's really an area we haven't really spent much time on on the podcast. So I was was super excited to have you on. So, Lindsay, let's start with this. So I, I checked out your background, right? And... I mean, you weren't in this space around sustainable packaging. You weren't in the reusable aluminum <laughs> bottle space. No. I mean, I, I what? Do I do not <laughs> have a traditional back- no. background. I mean, you do I have am. some nonprofit work, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your degree in political science. So <laughs> it's for your undergrad. Um, and master's, of course, in public affairs, public and environmental affairs. Okay, that's pretty strong. So how did you get this started? How did this all get going? Um, just full disclosure, I did go to the School of Public and Environmental Affairs. I did not take a single environmental class while I was there, although it's <laughs> Even convenient it's now the, to be able to say that. Yeah. It's perfect timing um, that this worked that's out. That's true. It. Yes. So I um, worked in the nonprofit world, was, was very much more involved with uh, women and children's issues, lived in Boulder, Colorado for a oh, while, nice. so absorbed a lot of that environmental stuff, and then was able to move to the Bahamas, where my husband wow. is from. And just because I lived in Boulder, Colorado, I was basically an environmental expert compared to the rest of the of country. They were you know, a little behind the times. So I ended up um, running an environmental nonprofit there and just um, absorbed a lot of knowledge, became very interested in conservation because they still have so much beauty to save. Sure. Um, a lot of the research are in great shape and kind of became confronted with this plastic issue in a whole different way. When you're, when you're in a small country, especially an island nation, you know, they don't have the infrastructure to make your trash disappear. It's there. Yeah. And before we jump out of that, I mean, how timely is this? I mean, for those that you know, maybe listening to this at a future date, we've just had this massive hurricane come through the Bahamas and um, and pretty much wipe out many parts of the Bahamas. But talk, and I, I can't even imagine talk talk about the challenge on an island like that around plastic and what you guys saw that made you go, you know what? Maybe we need to do. We have a problem here we can solve. Well, you know, you just you you can't get away from it, and our disposable lifestyle is so much more apparent there than it is here. I mean, you see the the plastic cups, the plastic bottles on the roads, and the water on the beaches, um, and so it's it's harder to ignore. We you know it doesn't magically disappear, and and all of a sudden I had this realization that every piece of plastic we've ever used is still on this planet that is crazy when i read that in the bio you sent me i couldn't believe it i had to read it a couple times i mean it's crazy in that it's so true i mean plastic is an an amazing material and don't get me wrong you know i am not anti-plastic it does a lot of wonderful things but part of what it does is it lasts forever it doesn't break down so you know for medical stuff and cars and houses i mean that's great but for these items that we use once and then throw away it's causing some. It's causing some problems. It's crazy. 
It's crazy. And it's, you, you see a lot about it, right? You hear about ocean plastic. You hear about that. I mean, you see beaches covered in, I mean, it's just, it's a problem that has proliferated and now become global. And, you know, the great thing about it is unlike a lot of the problems that we're facing, this, this is something we can solve. Right. I mean, this is a solvable, we have to just, you know, stop using a plastic spoon every time we stir our coffee and throwing it away (laughs) and washing the spoon. Right. Or like straws, right? Everyone's onto the straw kick lately, moving to paper straws instead of plastic. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's some some smart choices that we can make. And so uh, that's what Plain Products grew out of was providing, you know, some alternatives in the marketplace. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. And so uh, for those who don't know Plain Products, premium personal care products, unique and uniquely sustainable packaging, aluminum bottles, etc. So I, I think it's really cool. So you have this idea... And you decide, you know, we're going to do something about it. So how did you go from that to let's start a company, let's create reusable bottles, let's create reusable packaging, I should say, because it's not just bottles, and then go to, you know, to that point where you actually had product? Like, how did you move from idea to initial product? So um, I had the initial idea in May 2015. Um, called my sister, actually. And yep. so we are, are from a family. Right? Yes. We're from a family of, of serial entrepreneurs. Um, funnily enough, neither one of us really ever wanted to go into business. <laughs> I, I <laughs> well, went, here you are. <laughs> I went into the nonprofit world. Um, she actually did do some interior design work, so she was. But you know, neither one of us initially, I think, thought we were going to be running a business. But it wasn't scary to us. We had seen our, you know, members of our family start businesses. My dad had started tons of businesses when we were growing up, so it didn't seem insurmountable to say hey, I've got this idea. I think we could start a business around it. And she said, okay. And neither one of us really knew what we were agreeing to at that time. And it, it did take almost two years of research, trial and error to find a manufacturer of bottles, to find a manufacturer of products, both of whom were willing to work with us on this crazy reuse idea. Um, and then, you know, design a website, figure out what the language was to try and explain it. And it, it honestly is still a work in progress. I mean, we're still learning. We're still innovating. We're still, you know, figuring out best practices. Well, you guys have done a great job, I think, with your product design and, and uh, marketing, PR, et cetera. But talk about how did you decide which products you were going to focus on? And then how did you... You weren't in the manufacturing space before. So how did you... <laughs> <laughs> How did you figure out, for example, you know, I'm going to create <laughs> in the hair and body care area, you know, this certain bottle with a pump. I mean, like I, this stuff takes some, some manufacturing mindset. Well, you know, we actually, we started with shampoo and conditioner because that is where I saw the need. I mean, that is, you know, I tried to stop using less plastic in my life. And it was one place where I couldn't find a solution. So, you know, I asked around, I did some research and I was like, well, if I can't figure this out, I'm really trying. I bet other people are trying too. Sure. So that, that was the initial, and we really wanted a, you know, a, a product that everybody needs. We didn't want to just add a consumer product, just to add a product. You know, we wanted to meet a need shampoo conditioner. I mean, that's, you know, something most people are using on a a daily, uh, you know, weekly basis. So that, that was part of our thought as well. It was, you know, it wasn't a niche product. Um, and then, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, so we had to use something off the shelf. So um, that's how we ended up at the aluminum bottles. We looked at stainless steel. They actually rusted our prototype, which was a, 
a dark day. Interesting. Um, they've rusted. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, they rusted, yes. Yeah. Um, well, you have to learn, right? I mean, that's how you, it works. We, yes. It was a constant learning process. I mean, you have to go into this with very little ego and, and be willing to just right. ask a lot of questions. I mean, I talked to a lot of manufacturers who I'm sure thought I was crazy and didn't even know what I was asking and then would call back a month later and be like, well, now I know some more things. Can I ask you some more oh questions? Yeah. Now talk about how it works. So to those that are listening that have never engaged with you guys, talk about how the process works. It is what they call a circular model. So you order your product. It comes with a pump. Use it. As you're running low, you order a refill bottle or you can subscribe and we'll send that refill automatically. Mm. That refill comes in the mail. You switch your pump over once you're out of your first bottle. And then along with the refill comes a return label. So you just put that empty bottle in that box, use the return label, ship it back to us for free. We cover that part. And then we wash, refill, and reuse them. So why don't more companies do this? I mean, I guess. Well, it's expensive. Yep. I mean, you know, it is. I tell you, we also spent a lot of time making sure that the products were great. So they're. You know, aloe-based products. I know. Vegan. Look at this rosemary, mint, vanilla, shampoo, rosemary, I mean, conditioner. Yeah, it's got all good stuff in it. Um, Citrus, lavender. All of that costs money, and it's a lot more work. Sure. You know, as my sister who is in charge of of shipping and receiving will tell you, it's a lot of work to open up all those bottles, boxes of (laughs) empty bottles, wash them, get them cleaned up, you know, get them sanitized, sterilized, and, and to go back. It's extra effort that we put into it that, you know, your average manufacturer, if you don't have to, if you're not, you know, taking right now, companies are not forced to take responsibility for their packaging. I, I believe that is something that is going to change in the next, I don't know how long um, it's starting to change in Europe. I think, it, I think eventually it will change here. And so we're kind of out in front of that. I mean, we're voluntarily doing it because we feel like it's the right thing to do. And we do hope that other companies will follow our lead um, either because they're shamed into it or because they realize it's good business in the long run. So I think this is great. So you go from, I've got an idea to, we can put a website up and we're going to use aluminum and we got to figure out how to stop it from rusting. And and I'm <laughs> guessing you found a network of people to help you with all of that process of making product. Yes. Yeah. We have a manufacturer. This is not something we're doing in the bathtub. No, no, no. Um, but how did you, know, you find, yeah. how did you figure that part out? Right. I mean, what was the process of, you of know, the, that? the glory of the internet, yeah, and totally. a lot of phone calls. And again, I mean, asking questions, talking to people, trying samples, saying that's not going to work. Yeah. You know, anybody else we went through, I would say nine different manufacturers before wow. we found one that we liked and, God bless my sister. I mean, she is a perfectionist. <laughs> I love and it. I probably would have given up a few manufacturers and have been like, yeah, it's good enough. Right. And she really pushed us to um, to where we are now, which is great. I mean, That's it is awesome. a, a phenomenal product. And, um, you know, it, people, if your hair looks like straw, you're not going to use it no matter how good it is for the planet. So. <laughs> You gotta, gotta, yeah. My gotta hair doesn't look like too. straw, though. Like, I mean, anyway, another subject. Um, so, <laughs> so, all right. Here's my question. Then, so uh, you got product, and you, you're being detailed about it, and you found great ingredients, and and you've got a really nice looking product, also, by the way. How did you figure out? You know, how did you start the process of getting people to use your product and service? And you know, how did you build some of that early awareness? Well, um, that is actually where my nonprofit partnership uh, background came in really well. I started to look for partners. You know, I 
started networking. I reached out to Green Beauty, Zero Waste, yep. vegan bloggers, and started developing relationships. Asked really for really honest feedback as we were getting started. Sent them, you know, samples in the sure. bottles. Um, and they were all willing to help us spread the word. Um, We work with other small sustainable companies and do cross-marketing with them. You know, we promote what they're doing. They promote what we're doing. So we have really just developed a a network of people that honestly help get us up off the ground. I mean, we had very and continue to have limited marketing budget, but um, have been growing by incredible amounts considering you know what we're spending on marketing that's really cool um, it's, been, it's been very grassroots which yeah. has been great. and you know what people are willing to help you out when you have a mission i totally agree with you that's you a know, common I mean, theme I, by the way i've heard over the episodes on this podcast but i mean you guys are linked in with plastic plastic ocean project with straws impact campaign one less straw the post landfill action network Leaping yeah Bunny, we have a lot plastic of wow. that we're that we support and they support us um, you know, we're members of 1% for the planet saying that we're going to give money to environmental causes. We're a B Corp, That's which is great awesome. because it holds our feet to the fire on a lot of really good sustainable corporate practices. Of course. Yep. Um, so yeah, just trying, trying to do the right thing and learn how to do it. So what are keys to you know, helping you grow? Because you obviously launched and you're out there now and you've got a great product line here. What are the keys to, to kind of growing your brand and then growing the awareness of your products? Um, you know, I think continuing to network and reach out um, through other companies and through other bloggers, and then also try to slowly ease into the to the mainstream a little bit more as as the awareness of the plastic issue grows. Um, you know, it's hard to convince somebody in a picture why they should care, but the more awareness in general that people have, all of a sudden it starts to make more sense. So we're really trying to kind of help. You know, our, our social media, if you look at it, it's not all product pictures. You know, it's a variety of, you know, information, awareness, other ideas about using less plastic. I mean, we really have tried to promote, uh, you know, a brand that's about the mission. Oh, and if it happens to work for you, you should try these products too. They're a great option. Right. Oh, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. And I, I like that you're bringing awareness to the the problem statement and then also, you know, showing how your products help versus it being a big sales pitch on Instagram or something. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're saying we're one solution. You know, I had somebody call me and they're like, Hey, if I can refill my shampoo down the street at my local co-op, why should I use your product? And I was like, you shouldn't. That's a great solution. We're here for other people who don't have that solution or, you know, for whom like, like me, I, I can't get an empty bottle out of my shower and to somewhere to refill it and back into my shower on the same day. Like that's just not how my life works. So this delivery service works for me. No question. Um, well, and for those who don't know the, the size of the prize, uh, you know, globally, uh, and I was pulling your numbers here, you pr- we collective all produce 300 million tons of plastic waste Every year, and seventy-eight percent of that is not reclaimed or recycled. Oh my God, that's a, that's a huge number. It is a huge number, and you know, unfortunately, I mean, it is great to recycle, but unfortunately, with plastic, you can usually only recycle it once um, because of oh, the way they do it. They have to okay. melt it and and they turn it into another. It's called downcycling. So they melt it and they mush it into a different kind of plastic. And then for the most part, occasionally maybe a second round, but for the most part, all of that plastic is going to end up in a landfill. Sure. Wow. So, you know, again, recycling is great, but it, it 
it doesn't solve the plastic problem. Got it. Um, so when so, you can, picking another material is, is better. It's better. Well, like your aluminum, reusable. Um, that's very that would be a great example. There are other things um, as well that are out there that are, that are great options. I mean, like bamboo toothbrushes uh, are a great example. Um, there's dental lace now. Did you know dental floss is plastic? <laughs> Um, something I didn't if know. If I admit so, that, is that I don't know that no, I knew that. I mean, I guess I should have known that. It's like, this, I did not again, that. I mean, I think it's become so ubiquitous in our life. We don't even see it think anymore. About it. Right? That's so crazy. So it is. It is. It is. You can easily go down a lot of rabbit holes on this one. I'm going to warn you. I do. <laughs> I do recommend when people start to just pick one thing and switch over, and then you know keep going from there because. You can make yourself crazy pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, if you try and go cold turkey. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, and you don't realize until you start thinking about all the plastic items you use every day. But oh, you know when you really yeah. sit back and watch. If you just watched your typical day. Um, all right, Lindsay McCoy, talk to us about like what are what are two, one or two of the biggest lessons learned for you and your sister the last two or three years that you've gotten this company and product off the ground. Um. You know, I think uh, our customers are amazing and we really respect and listen to them. And that has been a huge part of our growth. Uh, we solicit feedback. We have, we really do, a, I, I hope, a good job in customer service. We put a lot of attention and energy there. And I think that's made a real difference um, because they're our greatest supporters. They're our greatest promoters. And we learn from them. You know, as we are looking at what products to add, we constantly check in with them to make sure that it's something that makes sense and not just something we want to see. So, you know, I think an engaged an engagement with the customers and a willingness to listen and, you know, be open to their feedback is, is super important. I think that's a great one. And one that most people do, but sometimes get sidetracked from truly listening and building it in, right? Well, it's it's super easy because it's it's hard work and there's so many other things <laughs> right. to do. Right. Um, you know, and, and I I did our customer service and I still do our customer service. You know, we, we have brought on people now to to help me. But I think it was important for me, especially as we were getting started, it was like, oh, this question keeps getting asked. We should address right. that on the website. Wow. We should add this product. We need to fix this part of the subscriptions <laughs> because it's creating a lot of, you know, havoc in right. the system. So you know, being hands-on really made a difference as we were getting going and um, keeping our customers happy and improving. Wow, that's a good one. Well, um, Lindsay, where can our listeners find you, connect with you, engage with you, talk about your website where they can buy the product and as well as your social media? Yes. So um, our name, Plain Products, is actually my sister and I, our maiden name is Della Plain, P-L-A-I-N-E. That's where the E comes from. But we also kind of wanted a brand that, you know, as we continue to grow, wasn't going to limit us. So uh, you can find Plain Products um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest, um, PlainProducts.com. Yep. Yep. And then PlainProducts.com, Plain with an E. Yes, it's pretty so, awesome. So, um, yeah. Well, this is great having you on. I love um, the mission and clarity of you know, mission and vision for you guys and what you're trying to help solve and as well as your product i think this is great and I, I look forward to having you back on as you guys grow and evolve and um and i know you'll have a lot of other lessons learned in the next year or so so look forward to having you back 
I look forward to it too. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it when people take the time to, to let us talk about these things because it does make a difference. Well, this is exactly why you're here. All right, Lindsay, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.